This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. And good morning, everybody here as we get ready for Christmas. And this is our last show of 2021 Uh, Christmas, of course, next Saturday. So no show. We're going to try to have a show two hours on January 1st. New Year's Day, and of course, go into college football. But we're taking your phone calls at 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's get going to headlines. Well, with 29 players on the Rams' COVID list, they've moved the game uh, from tomorrow, Rams in Seattle, to Tuesday at 4 p.m. No surprise there, I guess. Uh, now the question is going to be, how many Ram players are going to be able to be available? And if not, they may have to forfeit. And, of course, if you forfeit, nobody gets paid, both sides. So that's part of the uh, the big equation. Of course, two other games have been moved. Today's game between Cleveland and the Las Vegas Raiders, that's been moved to Monday. Washington, Philadelphia is going to be 4 p.m. on Tuesday. Washington did get four players off the COVID list, but there's still more than 20 down. And because of that, uh, we'll see where they can go. But, uh, yeah, so those things are uh, going differently. As far as the Seahawks, Tyler Lockett and Alex Collins on the COVID list. We'll see if there's a chance that they can get back by Tuesday. That is a possibility, but you just don't know. And, of course, all around the league, 151 players this week, including 32 yesterday, were put on the COVID list. Who knows who goes on today? I'm sure there's going to be a bunch. But, I mean, it's a mess right now in the National Football League. And so those are our headlines. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to JB in Renton. Hey, JB. Hey, Mr. Clayton. How are you feeling today, my friend? You feeling Uh, better? Not really. No, about the same. About the same? Well, you you sound a lot better. Well, thank you. That's encouraging. Let's mm-hmm. just keep it up. It's working in your direction. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I tell you, Mr. Clayton, that is a mess. Oh, incredible. Oh, that is a mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to have to, you know I, know, I know they're trying not to make them forfeit, but man, that, that what other way can you look at it unless you extend it back? Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, I know that the, the Raiders, Seahawks, and uh, Eagles don't feel right about that because, again, you know, they want to play, but then the problem is if the players on the those three teams with the COVID list don't have enough players and they have to forfeit, and then nobody gets paid. Yeah, that's true. That is, I, I was wondering, would they, did they ever think of, like, a contingency plan to have, like, replacement players that could come in and do that, or that wasn't thought of? Well, you got 16 players on the practice squad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, but, I mean, when you got 29 out, you might have to go look for some others. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of players out. And it was like 12 starters yep. out for the Browns. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, geez. I mean, each of these three teams have more than 20. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. And that, that I mean, you know, you, you've got, uh, I mean, all around the league, it's just brutal. I mean, the Bears have 12. I know that uh, you look at the Bears, they're uh, three coordinators. They're on the COVID list, and it, it's just a mess. 151 players this week. Wow. Sean Payton is out, too. He's out, too, yeah. Uh, he's out, too. He caught it for the second Kevin time. Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland's out. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's out too. Uh-huh. I mean, well, I mean, the Cleveland Browns got beat up with that. They yeah. got beat up. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you something, Mr. Clayton. Let's look at the football. At least we got a pretty decent one coming up at 515 this afternoon. And that's the Patriots and the Colts. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about a good game. Now, I look at the Patriots. They're playing dog good defense. They're, they're running the ball, very efficient. Matt Jones is not hurting him, but he's doing just enough just to keep things going in the right direction. Right. Now, going to the Colts, the Colts is a team that could, that could surprise you. They run the ball very efficient. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Carson Wentz is playing much, uh, playing pretty good football right now. And their defense is not is not a bad defense. What do you, how do you look at this game turning out? I think the Colts have a chance. I mean, certainly the Patriots are going to be favorites because, again, they're on such a hot streak. They're 9-4. and four. They got all those things going for them. But I wouldn't write off the Colts because, I mean, really, in the last, like, six, seven weeks, Colts have been one of the better teams in football. Yes, yes. Jonathan Taylor, I tell you, you know, I know he starts with the offensive line. He's been super yeah. productive as far as running the ball. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, a very good game to watch this afternoon, you know. How about we flip to Sunday? Yeah, go ahead. The Cowboys going to the, Cowboys going to the Giants. Is Daniel Jones uh, feeling? I know he's not feeling. 100%. He's out. Daniel Jones he's is out. out. Yeah, I don't. I don't oh, think wow. he's going to play the rest of the season. You don't think so? Nope. Wow. wow. Neck injury. This is a game we never recovered, Mister Clayton. Mm-hmm. We just got to talk about it because of the coach, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, what yeah. happened there? Oh my God! I mean, they don't. Don't, don't people learn sometimes not to hire certain college coaches? No. I know they'll bring up Jimmy Johnson and stuff like that, but look at the track record of some of these coaches that came through the NFL. Yeah, not, since 2000, uh, and I'm not including Jim Harbaugh, Nick Saban, because at least they coached in the NFL. But if you look at it, of the nine coaches who are pure college coaches that got hired, the only ones that have winning records are uh, Chip Kelly and now Cliff Kingsbury. That's it. Yeah. 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 Bobby, Bobby Petrino is just like, uh, not as bad as Urban Meyer, but, I mean, he was a disaster. He got out, he got out of Atlanta in the, in, the, in the dark of night, Mr. Clayton. Didn't even tell his team goodbye. Yeah, 13. I mean, you know? he sent, sent a little email or something like that. Uh, yeah. And uh, he goes to Arkansas. But, again, he was bad. But, I mean, do you see the latest today that now the Jaguars are not going to pay Urban Meyer because of all the problems. Wow. And he's on a five-year, $70 million contract. Wow. You think there's going to be some litigation going on with that? Absolutely. Oh, I mean, you're yeah. talking you're $12 million a year. Wow, $70 million. Oh, my gee. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, you know I, think, I think the Jaguars, they need to go back. And reevaluate. I mean, I know they tried to hit a, hit a home run with, with by bringing him in, mm-hmm. but they need to reevaluate how they look at their coaches. I mean, I mean, you know, if you go to the coordinator ranks, don't just go to the. Sometimes you got to watch a coordinator because he's he's connected to a head coach that is a very good was once a very good coordinator himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you think that you're getting the same product. But you're actually not getting that same product. Well, when you, look at, when you look at the four coaches that have been hired by Jacksonville in the last, say, 10, 11, 12 years, uh, you know, they've only had one winning season. One. 
And that was a year where they went to Pittsburgh, won the uh, playoff game, and went to the AFC Championship and lost. Yeah, it's true. True. I think I think they need to settle in on one because the more you continuously change coaches like that, it's going to keep throwing the team further and further back. Mm-hmm. You have to settle in on a, a good either a good coordinator or a head coach or something like that and get that going in the right direction. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, and that remains to be seen and see how they they take care of that. Let's, let's move on to Tennessee and Pittsburgh. Pretty good game. Pittsburgh needs it, Mr. Players. They need they need this game. Now, Tennessee is coming back. Mm-hmm. Is, is, are they a little healthy? Is, 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 is Big Henry close to coming back? Not not to the not in the regular season. Maybe oh, in the playoffs. The playoffs. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe. Yeah. I wouldn't guarantee it. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think about this game with them going to Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh is desperately needed? Pittsburgh's offense can put up some points, Mr. Clay. They, they can. It in the, at the second half of that game, they showed that they can come back and put up points on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you got to start the game like they finish it, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the defense. I understand they they have some leakage as far as stopping the run, which is uh, I understand that they got a couple of big guys up front that are out. They've been out of the portion of the year. Uh-huh. But how do you see this turning out? Uh, I mean, Tennessee, I think is going to be favored, but I wouldn't rule out Pittsburgh <clears throat> because again, <clears throat> they are at home, they are desperate. Uh-huh. Ben Roethlisberger is going to be in his last year, so he's going to do the best he can. They just need a full game out of Ben because they get basically a, yes. a bad half and a good half. Yes, yes, they've got to. They've got to try to figure out how to get him to play. Just get get. Why, yeah. why don't they run the ball until he can warm up or something? Mm-hmm. I mean, Najee Harris is not a bad running back. No, he's good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just run, you know, basically run the ball, set up a little play action pass until maybe Ben gets the motor rolling by, by second quarter or whatever, and then you can start doing what you have to do. Because, I mean, that was a valiant comeback they did. Right. But it goes short. But mm-hmm. it shows that they can, they, they can put up points. It's just, they, they've got to start earlier within the game. Right. You know? Yeah. I tell you, another game that's got, that's got some desperation on it. The Bengals have got to go to Denver and play play some good football, Mr. Clayton. Yeah. Now, Denver, Denver is playing some good football late, as of lately. How do you see that shaping up? Uh, I wouldn't rule out Cincinnati because, again, I think that uh, right now they're in a position to win the AFC North. Uh, they got Joe Burrow. they got Lamar Chase. You know, they've got good offense. And right now, I mean, certainly – the matchup between Joe Burrow and Teddy Bridgewater favors Joe Burrow, but also the uh, Broncos have the best secondary in football. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be there's going to be some key matchups on that side. You know, like Patrick mm-hmm. Sertan going against Jamar Chase and uh, and the rest of those weapons that Jam- that Joe Burrow is playing with over there in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a pretty interesting game to see how that matches up. Right. As far as that, I, I think this is probably the game of the week, in my opinion. That would be Green Bay. Green Bay going to Baltimore. Is Lamar Jackson playing? I doubt it. I mean, I know that John Harbaugh keeps leading people to believe that he's going to, but they took him off in a cart last week. I mean, how many guys yes. come back on an ankle injury where you come off the field in a cart? Not many. Uh, in one they, week. From what they're claiming, they're claiming it's just a low ankle sprain. I know, but that's bull. I know. 
I know, I know. But, but they're desperate. That's the claim right now. They're desperate because, like you say, they're trying to hold off Cincinnati mm -hmm. in the same breath. They're trying to maintain their playoff chances as far as that's concerned. Mm -hmm. You know? Now, you're looking at that with Green Bay. Green Bay is playing good. But I'm going to tell you one thing about Green Bay that might be their Achilles heel. Is their offensive line? Terrible. Horrible. I, it, it, too young, it, too many injuries. Yes. If anything I think that will catch up to Green Bay when it comes to the playoffs yeah. is that offensive line. Mm -hmm. You can only get away so long with a terrible offensive line before things start to spill over. Right. And it, it, this Baltimore game might prove it. It just might prove that their offensive line is having some issues on their offensive line. Mm -hmm. And so if Lamar Jackson doesn't play, Green Bay. If he does play, it could be a good game. Could be. A real good game. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I know I know Green Bay right now they, they, they right now they're the number one seed, right? Correct? Uh yes. Yes, yes. They, they they're are. the number one seed. Do you see them holding on to that? I could see it, yeah, because again they they got an easy division. So it's like uh you know, if that's gonna uh -huh. be the case, then they have you know, this is obviously gonna be a tough game against Baltimore, but uh you know, it's like, but the, I think they can hold on. Well, that remains to be. Now, now I, like I said, the, the game Monday night, mm -hmm. uh, Minnesota at Chicago. Oh, come on. Uh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's awful. Chicago's, just, Chicago's a joke. What's going to happen to Matt Nagy, Mr. Clayton? What? What's going to happen to Matt Nagy? Fired. To He's going to be fired. Yeah. Wow. He has no chance. Well, and so is the general Ryan manager, Keith. Ryan Pace. Ryan Keith? Yeah. yeah. They're gone. both going to get fired. Oh, wow. Wow. There's going to be a total re-all re yeah. over there in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they didn't do what was right as far as helping out on that offensive line. I mean, that's going to be Jason Peters at 39 years old off his couch. I think he was weighing yeah. about, about 390, 380, 390, something like that. He's looking down and putting left tackle. I mean... I love I love the running back Montgomery. I think he's a very good keeper. Are they going to keep that wide receiver over there with them? You hope, but again, you know uh, he may want to leave. Allen Robinson, yeah, Allen Robinson yeah. may want to leave. Yeah, that that that's a problem right there. Hey that JB, I've, I've got to run. Have a good Christmas. Have a good Christmas, Mister Clayton. New Year's New Year's Day. You say you're going to start at eight o'clock. Uh, yeah, eight to ten. If I don't have a headache, I'll call you. Okay, sounds good. All right, Mr. Clayton, Merry Christmas, my friend. All right, Merry Christmas. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Raider Jim. Hey, Jim, how are you? I'm doing good, John. Uh, just before we talk ball, I just want to wish you and Pat and your wonderful audience a very happy Christmas, John. I appreciate that. Very nice of you. You, you bet. You bet. <laughs> so, John, I want to talk to you about two things. First mm -hmm. of all, the bloodbath that happened in Kansas City. And then secondly, about the scheduling stuff with regard to COVID. Yeah. Um, okay, well, first, you know, Let's just say I thought the Raiders blew their chance at the playoffs when they first uh, encountered the Chiefs this year at home. I mean, they got beat pretty badly there. 
And then, but here's the kicker: a decision to walk on the Chiefs logo at the 50-yard line. For oh, ridiculous! I mean, who, do you need motivation? I mean, I just, I just thought it was asinine, John. I agree. Oh, it shows you that I mean, uh, the the interim coach has no control over the team. Well, they interviewed him after the after the game. You know, they they always have a post uh, yeah. post game you know news conference, and they asked him about it. And he said, "Well, I guess I should have um, um, monitored the situation before I went back into the locker room to get uh, to get the our, our final preparation yeah. done." I go, "Dude, <laughs> you're the coach, man. You got to watch these guys like a hawk, man. You're the coach. Uh-huh. You know, they're looking for you for direction and guidance, especially when right before a game. I just uh, uh, just amazing. And you don't want to motivate one of the best teams in football." No, no, you do not want to provoke them. And that's exactly what happened. First play from scrimmage. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh Jacobs is trying to do too much because his offensive line can't block for him. They're going on the short side of the field, and he fumbles, and they go back for six. Game over. Yeah. Game over at that point. I mean, of the, of the 122 times these two, play, these two teams have played since 1960, um, it's the worst Raiders loss against the Chiefs at 48-9. to They turned the ball over five times. I mean, it just was. Pathetic. Well, but both losses were bad. Oh, they were they were just terrible, and uh, and that's another thing. I love Gus Bradley. I love his positivism, but you know what? That arrogance sometimes about mm-hmm. his scheme it can get in the way. He wants to run <laughs> that cover three, and you know you got to run it too high against Kansas City. That's what works. It may have something to do with the personnel he has. Jonathan Abram is not a good. Uh, too high safety coverage right. guy. He's just not. He doesn't have the. And they don't really have anybody else back there to help him out. Help out the the the, the rookie Trayvon Merrick, who's playing well, by the way. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I mean, for heaven's sakes, it's just just terrible. Just terrible. I think they need to totally clean house, John. I mean, they've already lost their front office since July, for heaven's sake. Yeah. Just do the whole darn thing with everybody else, and Inclu- I like, including Mike clean. Mayock, at Mayock and and Derek Carr. I'm serious. Yeah. And you know what? If the guy wants to sell the team, that'd be good, too. Oh, he I mean, doesn't want I to just, sell the team. Too much money. I know. I know. It's not going to happen. But, you know, I'm just fed up with the whole thing, John. I mean, I've been waiting 20 years for this team to get back to the playoffs. Uh-huh. They've gone once. They've gone once. In the late Al, Al Davis said, the prime thing is that you have to win. You have to win. Otherwise, you're not a success in the National Football League. And, you know, by that standard, they have not been a success. And mm-hmm. I, we talked about this last week. It's just, it's just terrible. Just terrible. All right, enough of me talking about that. Uh, okay, so uh, the game got switched to 2 p.m. on Monday. I mean, Isn't it 4 p.m.? On. I think it's 4 p.m., isn't it? 2 p.m. It's 2 p.m. Or it's 2 p.m. now. 2 p.m. on Monday. That's 5 o'clock. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And it's just like, come on, what about the working folks that have to go to work? Mm-hmm. And they're actually seeing the game on the West Coast, let alone the preparation the team had to do on a short week. And now that puts them in a, in, in, in a bad situation when they have to prepare for Denver the next week. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's not fair. Now, it's not saying that I don't think that health and safety isn't important. It's totally important. And I know that also they've had to bend the rules a bit from their previous protocols because they're just trying to grapple with the new situation with this Omicron thing. And so, I mean, I understand, but you know, I can't help but think John that the game was switched for Cleveland because of two purposes, two, two, two data points. One is the NFL network was going to broadcast that game. You think that Fox or CBS or NBC or ESPN would agree to that? 
because their money's on the line and their advertisers are on the line and how they promote. No, but since it's the NFL, hey, no problem. And then J.C. Trotter, he's the president of the of the, of the team, the, the team president. Uh, he's he's with the Cleveland Browns. It's to their benefit. I mean, come on. And what happened to all the? We're going to play the games regardless. You know, like last year. What happened to that? What, what happened to that protocol? What happened to that rule? That agreement? I just, it's it's a mess. And I just think that it's totally unfair. I mean, KJ Wright came out and said something in his Twitter account right. about how he didn't. He said if it was she was on the other side, you're damn right we'd be playing on Saturday. Okay. But again, so, if you have if you have 22, 23 players that are on COVID list and they're not coming off, how do you play? Well, and see, that's the other thing. All of the, everybody's been, been, been vaccinated on, on, on the Cleveland Browns, including the coach. Uh-huh. And they've all been vaccinated, and yet they've got COVID now. So that's the danger of this whole situation, is that it's, it's, it's a very dangerous situation. And, you know, you don't want to be involved in a spreader situation either. So it makes good sense. But uh, I just, I'm just, I'm, frankly, I'm just apoplectic about the whole thing. I just think that they could have played on Saturday, just like they did last year when Denver was down. The Denver had to go and they had to get someone got the practice squad to play the Saints last year. Yeah, play I quarterback. Mean, uh, four quarterbacks were out. And and the only reason, and then everyone's talking about forfeit. No, you cannot forfeit unless there are players that have been unvaccinated. If you read the language carefully. No, you can vaccinate. I mean, you can you can forfeit. I mean, if you don't have enough players, you forfeit. But it has to be unvaccinated players, John. No, no. Because that's what I've been reading. Well, that's what I mean, I've been it, it changes. Okay. All right. So, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, I just think it's, I, I think it's ludicrous that, you know, fans, okay, have to take off work to go uh-huh. see their team play or they're going to miss the game. Mm-hmm. Couldn't they have put it at 5 o'clock so that everybody can watch it? Well, because I mean, they, they, they have a Monday night game at 5, 525. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but they don't want to, they didn't want to compete with ESPN in their broadcast. Yeah. Agreed. Game. You know, so that that's probably what the reason was. And I'm just, you know, come on. What about the folks on the West Coast where your your team has basically its, its market? What they're going to have to they're going to have to get off off work early to watch a game. Mm-hmm. Well, most of us can't on such short notice. You know, some yeah. of us are blue collar folks. You know, so it, you know it's just a mess, John. Agreed. Just a mess. Yeah, just a mess. And I I just think that now the the Raiders fans just need to be watching. Who's gonna Who's gonna play for the team next year? And you know, Derek Carr was great earlier this season, and he was great when they went through all of this trauma. He was probably the best quarterback to have to deal with all this. But you know, you need a guy like Rich Gannon. It's gonna get in people's grill and tell them, "Hey, you need to play this way," and call him out when he needs to. Yeah. And he's not. And he's not doing that. And that to me is a lack of leadership, not good leadership. Yeah. When it comes to actually performing on the field. I know. Hey, Raider Jim, have a good Christmas and thank you. Okay, John. Take care. Okay. 866-979-ESPN-206-421-ESPN. 206421 espn let us go to Kevin in Renton. Hey, Kevin. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning. Hey, I just wanted to ask you a couple of questions. Number one, um, with the overtime game with um, last, last Thursday with Kansas City, yeah. it reminded me pretty – it reminded me because it was near Christmas, and I looked it up. It's been 50 years since the longest game in the NFL has ever been played with Kansas City versus Miami. I know you've been coming to the league for a long time. Do you ever remember anything about that game? Yeah, yeah I you do. I'm assuming you weren't there, though. No, I was not there, no. 
But you were covering the league. I mean, it's it's hard to believe that they played six quarters mm-hmm. and they actually mucked a couple of plays and where they could win the game in overtime. It just again, I was just a kid at the time, and I was at a place where the family was a Kansas City fan team, so. That's one of the reasons why I kind of remember it. But uh, yeah, because if, if I remember right, Kevin Winslow court. had a big game, and I mean it, it was wild. It, it, it's definitely, as they say, one for the ages. I can't see any overtime game, especially if the rules I got nowadays going six quarters, unless both teams play really crappy in the fifth quarter. Well, no, because right now, the way the overtime goes, it's a ten-minute overtime, and if the game's tied, it's tied. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good point. What sort of okay? So, why? Hey, John, you have a good holidays, and thank you very much. Okay, great. Thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Rick in Seattle. Hey, Rick. Hey, Professor. Nice to uh, hear your voice again and sounding better. Hopefully you and Pat are doing well on the health front. Um, back on uh, Survivor Pool land, I've survived another week um, as uh, Denver won last week. Thanks for your nod on that one. You're welcome. It goes to the point I have to pick two teams this weekend and going forward, depending on how many people get knocked out. So with that being said... I have San Francisco to use. I feel pretty good about them. Yeah, yeah. And I've got other good teams like, you know, Kansas City, Chargers, New England, Tampa Bay, people like that. But I'm trying to save them for future weeks where they have more favorable matchups. So my second team I'm kind of looking at, or two teams to make a choice from, would be Miami versus the Jets. And I know Miami has – is fairly banged up and plus they've got some COVID issues with their running backs room mm-hmm. but the Jets suck as we know and then the other team would be Philadelphia versus the Washington football team which is going through COVID issues but maybe some of their players come back between now and Tuesday with the new protocol so kind of trying to pick between Miami or Philly is pretty, kind of where I'm pretty, at right now pretty easy it's Miami because the Jets are terrible. I mean, so it's like uh, okay, <clears throat> and you know, I know the uh, the Dolphins got two of their running backs yesterday back off the COVID list, so they're instead of being down four, they're down oh. two. Okay, okay, that My, I didn't Miles see. Garrett I came had off. had a chance to do. Yeah, Miles Garrett came off. Okay, and Gaskin is Gaskin. Did you hear anything about? I think Gaskin? I think he came off too. I'm not. I could be wrong on that, but okay. but I know. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, so, I, I mean, I, to me, I'll it's an easy check. choice. I'll double-check that. Okay, very good, very good. Just knowing the running backs are coming off, that was kind of the, the pivot point for me, but um, knowing that, and <laughs> maybe I'll be able to um, do a little more research myself mm-hmm. and see what else is going on, but I appreciate that knowledge. That should help. Um, I kind of like Philly, but waiting all the way till Tuesday, you yeah, yeah. never know what might happen. And, they, and I don't know what, and what happens if there's a forfeit. Um, what happens in this particular pool, if there's a forfeit, you will automatically go on to the team that has the biggest point spread. 
And in my case, that would be Tampa Bay. Uh-huh. So it wouldn't be a bad fallback. So, you know, picking Philly isn't, you know, the end of the world if there was a forfeit. I brought that up to But, the of course, I mean, the forfeit's going to happen pool. after the Tampa Bay game because you're talking Tuesday. Yeah, and and I emailed him yesterday, and he said it, it would just automatically happen even if the Tampa Bay oh, game okay. has already been played, which that would be the scenario. So that's where Philly wasn't such a dangerous pick for me. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So that was, you know, as an option. So between Philly and Miami, but it, with the running back situation being a little better, that gives me more confidence in them. Mm-hmm. And they got a decent defense, and the right. Jets, as we've always said, suck. Yeah, they're <laughs> terrible. Hope anyway. to hear from Jed okay, at the top we'll have of the a hour. great holiday and uh, catch up to you after the new year. Um, okay. I don't think you guys are on next week, but no, uh, we are not. Hopefully, I'm. I'll survive to talk to you again. Take okay. care, John. All right, Rick. Thank you. Eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. Let's go to Mike in Renton. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning. How are you and Pat doing? Hanging in there. Still wish I felt better, but uh, you know, doing the best I can. Yeah, give her my regards. Okay. Hey, John, I got a question. You don't follow college football. Not, this not too kid much. out of Pitt, huh? Not too, not too much. No, not yeah, right now, kid, no. Yeah, this kid out of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What about this kid named Pickett out of Pittsburgh? He's a good one. Do you uh, think the Steelers be in the uh, line to draft him? Hard to, hard to tell. Hard to tell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hey, hard, hard, hard to tell because, again... Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll see where they're drafting. You know, we'll see how he rates out, all those different things. I mean, I know that, you know, Senior Bowl is going to be big for him. Yeah. Hey, John, I can see why you don't like Urban Meyer. I've seen a thing on one of the local channels about him. He's a bad guy. He is. Going all the way back when he coached at Utah and Florida and Ohio State. The thing that sticks out when I, in this interview, this reporter was saying in Florida, he had a several bad kids that were in trouble with the law, and he looked the other way. Mm-hmm. And you probably know one of them, the Hernandez. Kid. Aaron Hernandez, yeah. Uh, he were, he 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 ran a very shady program in Florida, and he was the same type of guy he was when he coached Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Me first, nonchalant, snotty attitude. That, that, and, and of course, he gets in the NFL, and he treats everybody like they're teenagers. Yeah, he, he's a jerk. Any school that would touch him would be crazy. Uh-huh. I agree. I think he'll get a job, but he'll get a job with a very, uh, like a Division One type school. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, he's just a bad guy. I mean, his, I, mean I, 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 I knew it from the very beginning <clears throat> that it was going to be a disaster, and it turned out to be worse than just a disaster. Yeah. When I said to you a year ago, I said it'd probably wor- work maybe a year and a half, two, but... Uh, We've seen this coming. Mm -hmm. He was bad for football. I mean, what a mess it was down there. Players hated him. (laughs) Coach, I mean, he he called the assistant coaches a bunch of losers. He said, I had a better staff when I was at Bowling Green. Mm -hmm. I mean, what what a jerk. Yeah. You don't talk and treat people like that. No. It pays to be nice because when you're nice, things go well. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was never nice. Yeah. How about kicking his kicker? That's low. You, can, mm-hmm. you don't get any lower than that. Hey, John, what do you think about this game against the Titans? You, it's going to be tough. Yeah. But what, see, what, here's what, the thing what, with the Steelers. You don't know what team's going to show up. Agreed. Huh. And, and the thing is, it's like 
you're not going to get 60 minutes of Steeler football. Yeah, that's true. You get One 30. half they'll play great, and the other half they play very poorly. I know. So it's like a toss of the dice. Mm-hmm. Hey, John, you, you and Pat have a happy holiday, and you take care, John. Okay, sounds good. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to John in Rochester, New York. Hey, John. Hey, good morning, John. How are you doing? Hanging in there. How about you? Good, thanks. I just have a question about um, the franchise itself. If the bottom were to fall even more off the season and, you know, it got a little bit dramatic and came down to Pete versus Ross or Russ versus how how engaged is Jody Allen actually? Like, I never see it at her games. I no. never hear. Are they actually? Do they actually? Are they accountable to her? Does she even care? Does she even pay attention? Obviously, she cares. I mean, uh, but she she lets the football people make football decisions. But I guess that's my point. So, what happens if Pete is the ultimate decider? I mean, he's never going to fire himself or move himself. I mean, does Jody Allen just? basically own it and on paper and doesn't really care like you know she cares actually she cares it's just a matter i, I guess i just say but you never see it her games or anything like that like you, like you used to see paul like you don't see her enga- actually engaged it seems like well paul paul let the football people make the football decisions he was in the same boat so but but what i guess what i'm asking is, is she is like in tune so what, like, if a decision does need to be made, or if something were to happen, like she, she's in tune enough to to yeah. know like who to make the decisions and and would actually pull the trigger if it had to be pulled and stuff like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, I was just curious because I know you know more of the in, inner workings of the Seahawks than I do, and I know just just from the outside, you know, just you don't see her at games and stuff. It just seems like you never really hear her name or anything like that. So. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not, a, it's not a bad thing because, again, you want the football people mm-hmm. making the football decisions, and it's worked with nine straight playoff years. Well, I, I, I guess the reason I worry about it is because, you know, Paul passed away, yeah. and he, he left her the team, and I'm just putting myself in the situation of, like, if I'm Jody Allen and, okay, I got left a football team, but I really don't care about football, but it was my brother's, uh, you know, do I really do I really care? Or do I, am I just looking at how much money they're making? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just kind of like from that aspect of it is how much does she actually know? Like, would she know when a move had to be made? You know, who who exactly are the football She can consult that... enough people on the staff to, uh, you know, get their advice and then see where it's going to go. Right. But aren't, but aren't John and Pete like the ultimate? Isn't Pete the highest? Yeah. In, in the... So, like, Pete is the ultimate decision-maker. So, if hypothetically, say, Russ came back and was like, it's me or Pete, it's going to be Russ because Pete's not going to let himself go. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that just kind of scares me in, in, that, in that sense. I think, you're, that, I, think you know, you're, I think you're fearful too much. Yeah, I'm just curious. I just, I, I just think that cause, because I rem- I'm old enough to remember the Ken Baring years, and I know how much an owner really matters. So Yeah. You know, you get you get these owners that really don't care, and it, it can she make cares. A, a, a really big difference. John, so you I, get I the it. point. I, she I'm cares. not saying she doesn't, but I'm saying in general, if you get an owner that's disengaged or, or is just you know 
doesn't only cares about the money aspect of it, doesn't really care about the football part you're, of it. You're reading too much into yeah. it, John. Okay. I'll take your word for it, John. I just I just want to see the best for the Seahawks and if yeah. moves need to be made, I just I just don't think Pete should be the ultimate say so since he's the it could be between him and Ross. I'd be I'd be honest with you. If it came between him and Ross, I'd rather see him go. I don't know about you. But he's but Russ wants to stay. No, I'm just saying, hypothetically. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah. So okay, I, John. Okay, John. Thank you. Eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. Let's go to Irish Mankey. Irish Mankey, how are you? Oh, Mister Clayton. Well, I'm a little froggy, so we're not going <clears> to <throat> stay on the phone with you much. Okay. Just wanted to wish you uh, Mary, and Mrs. Clayton a uh, Merry Christmas. Okay. Hey, by the way, are you taking the uh, mucus relief? Oh yeah, I, I I've broken it. it it's broken. I, I'm barely coughing at all. Yeah. Uh, I'm going through the whole day without coughing. You know. The, by by the way, how much do you have to pay for it? What do you mean? Uh, the mucus relief. Well, I was getting it at Bartels on a discount for twelve bucks. I I got even I got a better deal for you. Well, I'm good. Uh, do, like do, said, do, I, uh, you can get it at Dollar Tree for about a dollar or two dollars. Oh, fantastic! I'll keep that in mind. Because then you can get several of them. Oh, for sure. But like I said, uh, I can definitely feel that uh, I'm on the road to recovery. The the after effect is good because I was coughing so much yeah. that I wore my uh, voice out. Right. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah. Like I said. Uh, Oh, and I did lose about 15 pounds. Wow. Well, I went from 230 to 215. Mm-hmm. You know, I did weigh in high school football uh, my senior year, 190. So, you know, I'm I'm in good shape, you know. There right you go. Now, other than uh, <coughs> my voice, you know. How are you doing? I mean, my voice is better. I just, I'm just so weak. Well, yeah. I hear you. Well, today's a good day for rest and recovery as much yeah. as you can. Uh, you've got uh, Gonzaga on in the morning, mm-hmm. and then you've got, uh, I think it's the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Oh, boy. Uh, is uh, Utah against Oregon State. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think so, I might miss that one. Yeah, well, I understand, but, uh, you know, I'll couch surf with one eye open and uh, just sort of continue the uh, rest and recovery, but uh, I think I've, I'm on the road to, to well. So, I hope so. Yeah, you, me too for you. Yeah. So, you know, if that for me, I found that uh, <clears throat> when it was at its worst, uh, uh, I I uh, doubled up on the pill, took two, and I and I was doing it almost every six hours and not waiting for twelve hours, right? Right, right. Yeah. So it works. Uh, God bless that medicine. It does work. And uh, hey, keep doing that C thing. Yeah, vitamin C. Taking yeah, that every uh, day. You, got, you need to take well. I, I would take uh, 3,000 milligrams. In other words, uh, buy it in a 1,000-milligram uh, pill, mm-hmm. and, and I was taking three a day, one, you know, morning, afternoon, and nighttime, right? Right. And uh, <clears throat> it works. It does work. It, it builds that. Uh, it, it, it takes my blood into an acidity uh, state and, and, and not a, 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 the pH is acidity, and that... That's that's where the magic is. It it, it attacks the viruses and uh, uh, gets builds up the immune system. Uh-huh. Linus Pauling won uh, uh, the big award. What, what's that Swedish award you can win? Uh, I'm blank now. Uh, uh, 
he won he, for by his vitamin C research. So okay, it, it's a real deal. It's a real deal. Well, you take care of yourself. Well, you too, sir. And, and uh, I'm uh, like I said once again. Uh, I'll try and catch up with you New Year's Day because the Irish are playing New Year's Oh, boy. Day oh, boy. Against uh, Oklahoma State. It's a great matchup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Mr. Clayton, come on. Now, you know, come on. Anyway, all right. Well, take care. Be well. And, okay. Uh, God bless. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.